Is a lack of confidence stopping you from running your own interior design business? Are you getting in your own way because you're worried about doing it? Well, today we talk to Andrea Stratton, who reveals her secrets to overcoming confidence blips, battling her money mindset, and how she's taking her business from strength to strength. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Hubcast, brought to you by the Interior Designers Hub, where we help and support interior designers to get trained, get into the industry, and to grow wildly successful businesses. If you want to work in the field you love, create the lifestyle you desire, and make the money you truly deserve, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kate Hatherall. Let's get into it. I am so excited to welcome Andrea Stratton to Hubcast today for our very first episode. Welcome, Andrea. Oh, hi, Kate. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, we're really glad that you could come and join us today. And we're really looking forward to hearing all about your interior design journey, um, you know, how you got here, what you did before, um, and finding out about all of these juicy things about your business. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do at the moment. You run your own business, right? Yes, so I've got uh, an interior design and styling business called Styling My Room. Um, I've been in business probably coming up to two years now. Um, And my main aim is to help people get most from their homes, um, whether it's sort of starting from scratch or whether they may already have a few things in place decorated but just can't quite get the finishing touches so I can go in and help style it up for them, suggest um, different pieces to sort of, you know, make that room feel a little bit more finished and give it their own sort of personality. So, yeah, and also back to sort of main design, um, layout, um, colour schemes, all of it, really. Okay, so it's kind of the whole design... The whole kind of design package, everything included in there. Brilliant. Um, And... Obviously, um, if you've been running your business for a couple of years, I'm assuming that you were doing something before you got into interior design. So kind of what were you doing before and how did that journey look for you? Um, so I suppose my interior design journey sort of started a long, long time ago. Um, my mum and dad actually ran a interior design. They had a shop in a village. Okay. And my mum used to make the curtains oh. and my dad used to um, do all the sofas and the carpets and they had accounts with like Liberty and um, Andrew Martin and Osborne and Lissell, all of those. So I kind of grew up living over the shop. And so I always, it was surrounded by it. And then I think I sort of grew up and ended up going into travel, um, which I loved. And I did travel for about 15 years. but on the side, I'd always sort of help friends with interior design, yeah. colour schemes. Um, I started my own little um, sort of upcycling business um, in an emporium. So I used to buy secondhand furniture. And when the shabby chic came in, that was kind of, I had a, a stall and I used to do vintage fairs and um, do commissions for people. Um but I always kind of viewed it as a hobby, yeah. Um, never as my main income. Um, people used to say, oh, why don't you do this full time? Yeah. And I used to think, well, I can't, you know, I need to earn X, Y, Z. Um, and I didn't 
really have that confidence or faith that I could do it as a as my actual career um so I kind of dabbled in that um and then my kids were kind of got two boys um and as they were growing up I was kind of doing part-time roles various things admin a bit sort of home help for the elderly that kind of thing all very much with people some a real people person yeah um and all the time along the side, I was sort of still doing my uh, my little vintage stall and my vintage yeah. fairs and upcycling and that kind of thing. Um, and it wasn't really until there was, it was probably about three years ago, um, I'd been up to see my brother um, and he needed some help with his lounge. And his wife said to me, um, after I'd been, I took my brother to Ikea and I said, right, you need this, you need that, you know, this cushion, yeah. this rug. Um, and my sister-in-law messaged me and said, um, Andrea, you know, I can't believe how brilliant the lounge looks. You really should do this as a career. Follow your dreams, go for it, have a business. And it was almost like I needed that yeah. sign because I'd been, already been thinking about it myself and just didn't have yep. the confidence. And it was almost like the last sort of, you know, little hint from the universe or whatever that you need to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't that amazing how um, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it takes somebody outside to see, you know, the thing that we're really talented in and the thing that we're really passionate about. And we don't always recognise that for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And... I think, you know, people, you know, I sort of did a, um, some sort of, in a sort of tried to sort of soul searching, I suppose you could say it. And yep. one of the questions that I had to sort of write down and answer was, you know, if you could do anything, yep. what would it be? Like, no, sort of, there's no rules. You can do what you like. And I sort of on this list was interior design. And, and then I re- and then it said, what do people always say you're good at? And I thought, oh, that's linking back to that again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there were all these, all these things that kind of were pointing me in the direction and I think they probably have been for years yes but it took me probably till I was like 41 42 you know that I suddenly went oh yes yeah, yes yeah. um so yeah it really was that moment of that is such a pivotal moment for me when I got that text I actually burst into tears oh it felt like it was I'd just been searching for what I needed to do and yeah. there it was and there it was amazing so you really had a kind of penny drop moment or a light bulb yes. moment where that you can really pinpoint and say that was the moment where I suddenly realized that life had to change for me yes yeah amazing exactly that. so what did you do from that point did you suddenly um think right that's it I'm going to set up my own business or how did you transition from you know the things that you were doing before the admin the travel work the you know looking after kids how did you then move that into becoming an interior designer so it was i would say that moment i had to i really had to go before i did all the external um setting up my business i had to do some internal work um and i know you have the mindset gremlins which we do (laughs) basically that's what it was i had to find before i could do anything really i had to find a bit of self-belief that i could do it Mm -hmm. um but what I actually did at that point was I started to tell people that that was what I was going to do. And Amazing. An interior design business because I had a session with a life coach and she said yep. to me, you now need to tell people that even if you're not, you know, 
doing it sort of but she she almost said you need to start doing it yeah. so i actually sent out a message or a whatsapp message to like all my contacts and anyone that was in my phone just basically saying that i would be doing this i know it was the scariest right. thing <laughs> I, 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 i'm getting goosebumps talking about it <laughs> oh bless you it sounds was, absolutely terrifying <laughs> it was so terrifying but it was the best thing i could have done because it told people that i almost had to I was making myself do it then because I think we we quite often procrastinate or we, yeah. we convince ourselves not to do something. Yeah. So I sent that text out and I just sort of said to them, look, I, this is my business. I'm doing a special offer. Yeah. Um, basically £99. For, and that I was thinking, £99? That's loads of money. Like, who's <laughs> going to pay me £99 yep. um, to sort of come in and talk to them about colour schemes and things? Um, yeah. But it just made me commit to my dream yeah. and then the rest had to follow, really. And so, do you feel that doing that sort of held you accountable to that dream so that you know, once you'd announced it to everybody, it was no longer just something that was hidden inside of yourself? Absolutely. I think that's, that's the word. I was accountable not only to everyone else, but to myself as well. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it, it was the most, like you say, it was really scary, but I'm so glad I did it. And it, the, but the wonderful thing as well was I got so much positive feedback from so many people just saying, oh, Andrea, of course, this is what you should be doing. You're, yeah. you know, we, we've all known this, that you should be doing this. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and even, you know, a couple of people, yes, I'd like you to come around and talk. I'm decorating, come and help me. And it was yeah so it was it was really good and it it sort of started my journey really from there amazing and again you know there's more reinforcement there not just your sister-in-law but lots of other people as well were saying well, yeah of course you should be doing this Andrea and other people yeah. often see in us something that we don't see in ourselves and it does yeah. take other people saying to us you should really go and do this yeah. I myself had a similar experience where somebody said to me oh are you an interior designer well, why not you should do and it you know it was like a light bulb moment for me as well so I completely relate yeah. to that absolutely yeah um Okay, so once you'd reached out to everybody and they'd sort of, you know, validated your idea, if you like, what were your next steps then? Did you then start working for friends and family? So, yeah, I sort of, I suppose you could say I was winging it a little bit to yep. begin with. But, yeah, friends and family. Um, so, and it was a good way to sort of see how, you know, how they responded. Also, I think I learned that I didn't need, to, I sort of was literally at the point where I was coming with the paintbrush, you know, to help them. They were kind of like, you know, you don't need to do that much. So it was like learning how much they needed from me. Um, and then sort of obviously that was sort of giving me confidence and telling people what I was wanted to do. Um, and then I actually, um, lockdown kind of happened around this time. And I realised that I had a bit more time um, although the kids were homeschooling and stuff, I, I actually found that I was maybe had some time to do some study myself. And that was when I actually decided to do a diploma um, in interior design. Um, and I didn't, I think it's a really good idea to do something like that because um, you obviously learn a lot, but also it kind of gave me the validation that I needed for myself. Yep. Um, and also it kind of made me realise that oh, what I instinctively knew was actually the rules of interior design. So yeah. it was good to kind of, and yeah. also I've obviously learned a lot more uh, about the, the function and that kind of thing, um, which I maybe wasn't speak, thinking about so much. So it's yeah. not just colors. 
it's so much more as we yeah. know so um that was definitely worth so i during lockdown i signed up to do my diploma um i also got a sort of bigger job with a uh, with a radio company who needed some help doing their radio station and that amazing was i know and i and i didn't really you know i was again winging it but it just felt <laughs> right and he paid me what felt like a lot of money at the time to help him and I had to make decisions about colors and schemes and um so that that was good and then i also found your amazing five day challenge yes yep during lockdown which mm -hmm. again i learned loads and then i found the hub yep which since then i haven't really looked back it's just been one thing after another amazing well i mean what a journey just incredible and you talked um, th throughout everything that you said, actually, you've mentioned a few times about the money. And I think the money side of things is something that people really worry about. So you'd mentioned about not necessarily wanting to go into interior design because you were worried that you wouldn't make proper income from it, that it would only ever be sort of a, a hobby, maybe a paid hobby, but not sort of a mainstream income. And then obviously when you did your, um, your sort of first consultations and people are paying you £99, and then you've just obviously mentioned again about the radio studio, about being paid what you felt was a huge amount of money for doing it. And I see this over and over again, that lots of us have this feeling inside that if we're doing something Thing that we love that we're absolutely passionate about that mm. is almost wrong to be charging for it and that it yep. feels weird to be paid for something that isn't toil you know that isn't yep. like dreadfully awful hard work is, does yep. that you know does that do you does, do you relate to that absolutely i couldn't believe that people paid for yeah exactly what you said and i think because it comes naturally to me and i love it so much I just, yeah, I felt like, well, I shouldn't be charging. But what I've now realised is that I'm providing a service that is making their homes and their lives better because they'll come in from work and they won't feel like, oh, my God, everything just feels all, you know, cluttered or, you know, the room's too dark or whatever it is that they, they're not really feeling. And then, you know, the room becomes, the, the home becomes a haven for them again and they fall in love with their home again. Mm. And, I've, you know, I've realised that that service or that gift that I have and I am giving somebody that. And it, yeah, although I love doing it and to me trawling the internet for the perfect light fitting is like heaven, I still need to charge for that because it is my time. So, absolutely yeah. absolutely and you know we see this all around us don't we you know you see professional footballers that get paid millions and i'm sure that nobody's got a gun against their head saying you know you must play football it's something mm -hmm. that they're passionate about yeah. and you know some would argue they're overcompensated for what they do but it's okay to earn money from something that you're passionate about um and i think that's a very uncomfortable feeling for lots of people at the beginning yeah, yeah and charging for that and you know i think I, I definitely know my worth now I'm beginning, you know, even over the sort of two years that I've been doing it, it's still, I'm still probably battling with the, with the money side a bit and uh, how much do I charge? Am I charging enough? Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, it's, it's a constant sort of balancing act. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it is a premium service. So I think you do have to market yourself in, you know, people will pay you to do that for them, but 
Yeah. It's probably still a slight block with me, I would say, when it comes. Yeah, and, and you know, and something that, that you continue to work on as well. And yeah. as you say, it's about the transformation that you're bringing to somebody's life. It's not just about bringing together pretty colours and fabrics and papers and things. It is about how you, how calm you make somebody feel or how relaxed in their space. And in a way, that's almost a priceless gift that you're giving to somebody. Yeah, it's the feeling in a room is is paramount isn't it because that is yeah that's what it's for how they feel how they want to feel i always ask them what how do you want to feel in a space um yeah. because that to me speaks how the room should be finished and what colors we use and yeah kind of so absolutely yeah. so you mentioned um about kind of that feeling of um lacking in confidence so um the confidence to perhaps change your career the confidence to design for people do you think there was anything that you um, did in terms of mindset work? I know you mentioned that you'd had a session with a life coach. Was there anything that you did that kind of helped move you past those feelings? Or do you think you just kind of um, sort of, you know, just went out there and did it and then it became more comfortable as you pushed forward? I think there's definitely a feeling of un you have to feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, I had to do a lot of I think we all have an internal voice that talks to us all the time. And sometimes that internal voice can be quite, it's probably quite, a, can be quite nasty. We, I think we don't realise how we speak to ourselves sometimes. And someone sort of said, imagine when you speak to yourself, imagine you're talking to your son or, you know, your daughter or whoever, and you would never talk to them the way you sort of talk to yourself. So it, a lot of it for me was um, having like reminders on my phone, just simply saying, I am enough. I can do this, you know, you are, you are good enough. Um, all of those sort of things. So it was, it was really sort of working on the internal voice to give myself confidence and just over time really, but also not being afraid to say, do you know what? I'm really good at that. I am really good at choosing a color scheme and being yeah. more, because I always felt like I was being big headed or yeah, boastful. Yeah, boastful yeah. And, you know, worrying about what people might think, that was another big thing for me, was actually saying, oh, I'm an interior designer, because I thought people were going to go, oh, well, who does she think she is to say she's an interior designer? But it was actually owning it. Um, so yeah. it was really, for me, it was just keep talking to myself in a nice way and being really kind to me. Like I would to a friend who's starting a new business, I would be giving them all the love and you know confidence mm -hmm. to do it so i was to do that to myself really so over yeah, time and then it's just become more natural and i am more confident in my that, ability that is such great advice because um i think you know our inner voices are the things that hold us back you know really strongly from doing what we want to and um as you know andrew in the hub we have you know our mindset gremlins that you mentioned before um which are really you know kind of caricatures of um those things that people feel you know the the perfect poly that makes you feel that everything has to be just so but actually it stops you from taking um action because you're so worried that unless everything's perfect you don't want to get it out there comparison chloe where you're looking around at every Everybody else and thinking oh, yeah. well, everybody's better than me why should I do that yeah. and um, these fears and these feelings are super common um, and what I'm hoping is through this podcast is that people will see that actually these things are quite normal they're quite mm -hmm. common everybody feels them but in fact the way to get through those things is to push forward and to do it even though you're feeling pretty scared of it 
yeah it's it's the taking action but then you realize you do see the results from taking the action if you procrastinate it doesn't you know it's nothing's gonna you've got to change something to make things change and if you change nothing, nothing will change. So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I always say, um, everything that you desire is just outside of your comfort zone. And I'm sure that I've stolen that quote off of some uh, mindset yeah. guru somewhere, but it's so true, isn't it? You true. have to step out of what's comfortable in order to get a different result than the one you've got at the moment. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You have to go through the uncomfortable bit before you get to the yeah, good yeah. bit. And the hub, I think, is, is just such a lovely support because I remember my first sort of consultation um once I joined the hub you know and I felt was my real proper first client because I'd kind of gone through the hub training and really sort of felt like I had things were more prepared than perhaps previously with the radio station where I was kind of you know winging it um but putting in the hub you know got my first con consultation really nervous and then you just get this amazing amount of support and cheerleading um but you know or if you've got a question or just little things like you'd say look you don't need the answer to everything and a consultation because you can go away and you can get back to them and you don't need to be designing the whole room when you walk in a space you've got time to and it's little things like that, that you you think you need to know everything you, you don't yeah absolutely and having that community to really you know catch you when you're falling to cheerlead you to encourage you is um you know is a really priceless thing to have yeah um if you could travel back in time if i had a magic wand for you and i could send you back is there anything that you would change about your journey or is there anything that you'd want to tell your younger self before you embarked on doing this? I think, I mean, I've, I've definitely said, you know, I wish I'd done this 20 years ago, but then there's a bit of me that thinks 20 years ago, I probably wasn't ready. Um, but I think definitely my younger self is just believe, believe in yourself, know that you are enough just as you are. You have all the skills you need to do what you need, want to do. Um, yeah, it's definitely a self, my journey has been about self-belief, I think. And I think, yeah, for that young 21 year old, it would be to be, you're amazing. You can do anything you want, you know, and believe amazing. in yourself. I yeah. love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. You have everything that you need right now. You are yeah. enough and to believe in yourself. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant words. I love them. Okay, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Um, yep. And it's just, you know, delightful to see your business growing from strength to strength. Um, before you head off today, would you be happy to play a quick game of designer this or that? Yes, I would. <laughs> okay, so um, as this is our first podcast, we have no idea whether this game's going to work or not, but let's give it a go. So um, we're going to have one minute. I'm going to give you some options of this or that. Don't overthink it. Just give me your first yeah. answer. I'm going to put a minute on the timer and we'll see how we get on. Are okay. you ready? Okay. All okay. right, let's go. <laughs> Scandi or Boho? Boho. Spots or stripes? Stripes. Maximalist or minimalist? Maximalist. Dark or light? Light. Neutral <laughs> or colourful? Oh, that's really hard. <laughs> I can't decide. Oh, come on, one or the other. Neutral <laughs> or colourful? <laughs> Blinds or curtains? Blinds. Uh, formal or casual? Sorry? Formal or casual? Casual. New or upcycled? Upcycled. Leather or vegan? Leather. Brand paints or colour matched? Colour match. Faux plants or real plants? Real plants. Plumping cushions or karate chopping cushions? 
grassy. <laughs> Linen or velvet? Oh, I, I like both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were saved by the bell. We are out of time. <laughs> there's two oh, there's few in there. I could, that was, yeah. <laughs> you want to go back and change them all, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. All Love right. <laughs> Andrea, thank you so much for coming on our very first Hubcast. Um, it's been really interesting hearing your journey and about, you know, the um, blockers that kind of held you back, the um, ways that you pushed through it and the way that you've, you know, worked so hard to get yourself to where you are today. And I just really hope that, you know, and I'm sure that your business is going to go from strength to strength from here on. Thank you. Thanks. Can you just tell us how people can get in touch with you if they're looking for a designer in your area? Yes, so I am based in West Sussex, um, well, very near Brighton, so on the West Sussex, East Sussex border. Um, I'm www.stylingmyroom.co.uk and I'm also on Instagram as stylingmyroom um, and Facebook as well. So Andrea Stratton, Styling My Room, you should find me. Amazing. So guys, go and check out Andrea's Instagram and uh, other social media and um, see if you can hook up with her. Amazing. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thank you for tuning into Hubcast by the Interior Designers Hub. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it to Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite social media channel. Make sure to tag me in at Interior Designers Hub and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. I reply to each and every comment. I'd also like to offer you an incredible free gift which is going to show you the exact roadmap that you need to take to become a wildly successful interior designer. It shares our secrets to business success. If you'd like to get your hands on that, head on over to interiordesignershub.co.uk forward slash roadmap right now. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.